This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode 45. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now, your host, Kristen Trumpy. Bienvenida al podcast um, Psicología Positiva, or something like that. Um, the reason I'm speaking Spanish, or at least trying to, is that by the time this podcast goes live, I'm going to be in Bogota, Colombia. I know this is not really of any relevance to you, but I just wanted to tell you that. All right, so today we're going to talk about values. And people like to talk about values all the time, in particular politicians, so it seems. And if you're in the US, I'm sure you're getting a lot of values talk now that the presidential race has kicked off. But what are values exactly and why do we need them? So today we're going to talk about what values are how values are applied and what they mean in daily life, how values influence how groups behave, and how you can think about your own personal values in a way to increase awareness. Because if you live in accordance with your values, it tends to make people happy. So people can use their strengths to achieve destructive goals. Now, I talk about strengths all the time. I love strengths. I did my master thesis on them. However, strengths without value can be something really destructive because it means that you're just using something you're good at, but that doesn't mean you're using it to a good end. So therefore, we need something else to guide us beyond strengths and pursuing positive feelings because again, positive feelings are wonderful, but theoretically, you could get positive feelings, doing really nasty stuff. So, to lead a good life, all right, hang on, wait. Not you, of course, dear listener, but people, okay? So, to lead a good life, we need to understand which goals we see as worthy and good, and positive psychology has to research these goals and beliefs without telling us which values are good and or bad, but just to do, to find out enough so that we can help people use values in a way or live according to their values, basically. People in groups without values have not been discovered. So as far as we know, in human history, there has never been a society without values. And that tells you about how important they are. Most of us have a value system with several values. Now, what are values? Well, a value is the lasting belief that some goals are more important than others. Often values are seen as being good in themselves, being true in all situations, and being relevant to everyone. At least the majority of people agree with this, which means that everyone who doesn't share their values is often seen as inferior. Now, of course, there are some shades of gray in between. But this is really about how most people conceptualize values. Now, I'm going to talk about a few features of values. So the most commonly endorsed values are seen to be good gut by most people. The important thing is that the order or priority is what sets people apart. So that means that people don't usually don't say that 
particular values are not good or not important. It's just that they think they're less important than other values. Now, having values doesn't only have benefits, but costs as well, which means that by saying yes to something, we automatically exclude other alternatives. Values clarify both what the goal is and how progress should be measured. And in any given situation, value, values can really help us to guide our choices. And if we believe, behave sorry, in line with our values, as opposed to what society or biology dictates, we claim a sort of freedom, which means that we are following what's important to us and we follow that despite society or maybe biology suggesting otherwise. Values help us to keep long-term outcomes in focus by ignoring short-term gratification. Now, this is not to say that short-term gratification is always a bad idea, but by focusing on what's important. In case you are in a situation where your short-term goals and your long-term goals collide, values can really help us out there. Values communicate to us and to others what's most important to us. We have a need to express this. And this is seen, for example, if you look at the bumper stickers or if you look at how people dress, that often has something to do, you know, the accessories they use, all of that. These all express values. Almost everything we do is some sort of value expression. And we don't feel good if we don't live up to our values, but we do feel good if we do. And values are also used to justify our feelings and actions. Now, all of these things might sound a little bit philosophical and it might sound like, well, what am I supposed to do with this kind of information? Well, the important thing to understand is that our values influence us, whether we know this or not. And that's why it makes sense to think about them, even if it sounds a little bit theoretical, because otherwise we are just slaves to all kinds of influences and not necessarily our values. And the more often we are in in agreement with our values, the better we feel. So just to be clear, there are some concepts which are similar or might be confused with values, but really are not. So I'd like to talk about similar concepts and just offer like a sentence or two to explain what's different about them. So value to values might get might get confused with attitudes, but attitudes are about specific issues and situations, whereas values are more broad. So that means that you might have an attitude towards recycling all right but the or the the value is this idea that every being on the planet or that the planet should be taken care of so these are not exactly the same things attitudes have less power to define us than values do so to take that example you probably don't necessarily define yourself by saying you're someone who recycles but if you're someone who strongly believes that we should take care of the earth and all its inhabitants, then chances are you define yourself more by that. Attitudes are also less enduring than values in most cases. 
Traits relate to how we naturally think, feel, and behave, but this doesn't tell us how to select goals or evaluate our progress, unlike values, which actually do. Then there are norms, and norms are ruled applied to particular situations or issues, whereas values, again, they transcend the situation. They apply much more broadly. Then there are needs, and needs, they also motivate us to act in, in particular ways, usually to satisfy some kind of biological urge. Personal interests are preferences which come without the expectations that others should share those preferences. So we might be interested in something, but we don't really care if nobody else is into quilting, whereas Often people do care if people have different values. And that can be, again, nicely seen in politics. Now, there are 10 universally endorsed values. So that doesn't mean that there are not more values that exist. This just means that these are the 10 which most people around the world somehow mention when it comes to values, okay? And when you listen to this podcast episode or any other episode for that matter we are often encouraged to decide in a yes no fashion whether something is true or not so we would think like all right um is achievement a value of me of mine yes or no i would like to encourage you to think a little bit differently and i'd like to suggest that you when you hear the values i will just read the 10 out for you and we'll leave it at that that you think about, well, in which situations do you act according to those values? Because the thing is that chances are we act in according, according to lots of different values and not necessarily always the ones that we prioritize the most. So it gets you thinking a little bit more if you don't just say yes, no, next. But if you actually think about, all right, in which context do I emphasize this or that? So the values are achievement, benevolence, conformity, hedonism, which is the satisfaction of pleasure, power, security, self-direction, stimulation, tradition, and universalism. When it comes to application, people are most likely to behave according to their values if the following factors are in place. One, an experience is shaped through the adoption of a value, which means that you didn't just, somebody didn't just tell you to value something like, I don't know, self-direction all right so self-direction means that you value your independence your independence in making goals and pursuing them for example so instead of people telling you that independence is important people are more likely to adopt a value if it comes from an experience so an experience might be that you go traveling by yourself and suddenly you find out how much you treasure the ability to behave in a self-directed way. So this will be much more powerful and it's much more likely that you will keep this value forever because the value is a result of, of an experience you had. 
Now, other factors are that they're more likely, so people are more likely to behave according to their values if a value is an important part of the person's image of themselves. All right, so this means that we don't just, again, take over values from somebody else, but that we actually integrate them in how we see ourselves and how we portray ourselves to the rest of the world. And again, this might not necessarily be a conscious thing. Now, let's talk about fashion, for example, all right? Now, me personally, for the life of mine, I have never understood the appeal of fashion. I just don't get it. I want my clothes to be comfortable and I don't want to think about my clothes and if everything is in place and if anything, you know, I, I just couldn't be bothered. In the morning, I don't want to, you know, think about, well, how do I feel today? Now, does this color express my feelings or not? I'm not mocking people who like fashion, by the way. I'm trying to make a point here. However, I express my value. And in this case, the value is that for me, comfort is more important and comfort and practicality is to me personally more important than suiting an image all right being being part of you know being pleasant to other people's eyes so to speak now i'm not saying this is right or wrong personally i absolutely although i know nothing about fashion when somebody is well-dressed, I see that. I appreciate beauty when I see it. It's just not something that I want to focus on. However, whether I want to focus on it or not, I am expressing a value through it. Okay? Now, people are also likely to behave according to their values if there is moment-to-moment -moment awareness. If they are actually understanding how certain situations relate to their values and you can't really act in accordance with your values if you are not aware of what's happening right now and that's also what i'm hoping to do with this podcast episode to help you be more aware in your daily life of how your values influence you now it's also important that for people to be able to behave according to their value it's important that there's no strong norm which pressures the person to take a value opposing option. So that means let's say if you let's say if you that's a good one. All right. So let's say you really prize power and dominance and you want to emphasize that. However, let's say you grow up in a society maybe as a woman in certain conservative societies where you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to speak up you're not supposed to have power that's what belongs to the men you're not supposed to assert yourself at all so if there are strong norms against somebody's value chances are that they won't be able to express them as consistently as they might like what also helps is if specific values map into daily life easily and if performance is measured several times actually so that means the more you actually think about you know make yourself accountable for whether you behave according to your values or not and this can either be 
just be accountable to yourself or to someone else, even by writing it down, that provides a sort, a kind of accountability. So the more people are accountable for their actions, the more often they tend to be congruent with their beliefs. Now, values can lead to change. They don't just necessarily preserve what has been happening before, okay? So this can be done by value self-confrontation or value confrontation. For example, I would personally say that I don't value conformity all that much. Being the good girl, always following the rules, and pleasing everybody are not high on my to-do list at all. However, when I look at my work and hobbies, they don't exactly look like a non-conformist CV either. So, although I would like to think that I'm not someone who conforms a lot or values it a lot, my actions actually suggest something else. And this kind of value confrontation can help us clarify what's important to us. And this is my personal experience from doing these kind of ranking exercises. So they're exercises where you basically take the 10 values that I talked before or the 18 ones from which they originally came from and you rank order them. And I discovered that there are certain values, or at least for me, which I don't really care that much, let's say from a heart perspective, but nevertheless, they're important. So for example, it's kind of similar to breathing or oxygen. Now, I don't walk around all day thinking about how awesome oxygen is, but if I don't have it, it's terrible. And same for you. So to me, at least there are some values which work in a similar way. I don't think about them a lot. I don't necessarily even notice them. But when they're gone, it's terrible. And one of those might be security. You know, I don't think about personal security or security of my family all that much. And maybe it's a luxury because I happen to live in a country where it's not that much of an issue. But I'm sure that if that value were threatened, if I would suddenly move to a war zone or something, then I would treasure that value much more than before. Okay? So... Interestingly, large-scale change, and this me I mean societal change, usually doesn't happen by people one by one going through value confrontations like they talk, uh, talked about. That usually doesn't happen. What happens is that people just grow up with different values than their parents, and these values literally die out and are replaced by new ones. Now, let's talk about groups. Values hold groups together and are tightly related to the purpose of the group. Three kinds of minimalist values are needed for societies to function. And with minimalist values, what I mean is that if any of these are not present, then it will be hard for the society to function constructively. So the first is, there have to be some values which are basically duties which ensure that people take care of each other and have then there have to be a set of negative values which basically ensure that violence, deceit and betrayal are discouraged 
And finally, there need to be some values which guide people as to how they should solve conflicts. Now, values separate groups from mere random conglomerations. They are often communicated to the members and the outside world. Values simplify how people relate to each other and they can keep certain rules without having to question what should be done in each and every situation. So by following these rules, conflict is minimized and by ignoring these rules, other group members are entitled to take some kind of disapproving action. Other groups are often judged through referring to values and again, politics is the best example. Democrats and Republicans usually do not like each other that much. Value shifts across nation, u- nations usually follow the path from survival to self-expression. So that means that depending on the economic stage that a country is in, when a country is very poor, they tend to emphasize values which are all about ensuring survival. Okay, And once these survival needs are met, it can be observed that different nations, it doesn't really matter where they are, tend to move towards values which value self-expression. Now, what can you do with this information? Well, I like to think about values in terms of my own life. And what I value in my head versus how I actually spend the majority of my time and money is something that is quite important. So, for example, in my heart, I value benevolence a lot. I value it much more than security. But in reality, my day job or the insurances that I buy, for example, when I get a rental car, I always get the insurance with it. They suggest that actually I spend more time and energy insuring security than benevolence. And I really want to change that. But I think it might take some time to do that because it's just so deeply ingrained and it's not again it's not necessarily a bad thing so this doesn't mean that the value of security is inferior to the value of benevolence it's just that me in my heart i would prefer to be the kind of person who is benevolent first and then concerned about security second although in terms of survival obviously security comes first so how do I express my values through communication. That's a question that you can ask yourself. So with whom do you communicate in a way that reflects your values the most? With whom do you communicate in a way that reflects your values the least? Do you spend monies in ways which reflect your values? And again, just a couple of days ago, one of my youngsters at work He was quite incredulous when he found out that I actually pay for music. And he was like, why would you pay for music? Why would anybody pay for music? Nowadays, you can go on YouTube, you can stream stuff. You don't really need to pay for it. What's going on? And I said to him, I'm like, look, I I also pay for books and movies, even if there is a free PDF file somewhere on the Internet or there's a YouTube video available. And I don't necessarily have a problem with free stuff. I mean, I've listened to hundreds of podcasts for free, but I believe that in general, creators and all the people who help those creators should get paid. So that's a value of mine. I want to ensure that I pay people for the good work that they do. So if I 
I feel that if we don't do that, then we don't have to be surprised if one day we stop having a job because maybe other people feel like, you know what, today, nowadays everything is free anyway. Why would I pay for this or that? So I feel like that and that's a value of mine, but it's not necessarily more important than another value. And finally, if someone would see what you do each day, could they guess what your values are? Now, I hope these questions and this little episode on values was helpful to you and helps you to reflect on what's going on. And yep, I'm off to the States and Colombia. So talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at Kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengthphoenix.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt. <laughs>